This episode of the Food Truck Scholar Podcast is brought to you by Outspoken, a talk show that covers the lives, stories, and issues of the LGBTQ plus community as a whole. Catch them on Facebook Live every Saturday from 3 to 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Food Truck Scholar Podcast. I'm your host, Ariel D. Smith, and I appreciate you for choosing to kick it with me for yet another episode. This week, in the midst of everything that reminds the Black community of the freedoms and rights that we have yet to have recognized, this week, as we celebrate Juneteenth, we at the Food Truck Scholar will celebrate the freedoms that Black people have fought for and created in spite of the obstacles in front of us. And you know, when I think about guests that I've had on the show that really exemplify that, Patrick Lanier is easily a person who comes to mind, who has not only forged a new path of freedom for himself and his family, but for other future generations. As the co-owner of Lip Smacking Creations Food Medic, Patrick went from spending about 14 years in federal prison to becoming an entrepreneur and role model in Nashville, Tennessee. A few months ago, Patrick had media attention for taking his ambulance-turned-food truck into the streets to feed those impacted by the devastating tornadoes. But serving others has always been at Patrick's core. And you'll see why in a moment. So sit back and relax. The show starts now. All right, so Patrick, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down for me. Why don't you just take a moment, introduce yourself, and tell us the name of your food truck. Okay, uh, good evening. My name is uh, Patrick Eugene Lanier. I am uh, the founder and CEO of Lip Smacking Creation Food Medic. Um, Lip Smacking Creation Food Medic is a unique name, and we chose to use Food Medic because uh, my food truck is made from a 2007 ambulance that has been converted over. You know, I saw that when I checked you out. Oh, I think it was back in February. Oh, my God, time is flying. And I looked at it, and I was like, did he buy that as an ambulance, or did he custom make it just like that? But either way, it was a dope concept when I pulled up on it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's kind of catching for the kids also. Uh, because they look and they're like, man, it's an ambulance. No, it's a food truck. And, uh, so that's where we came with Food Medic. But, um, so the food, how I came about this idea is that I had a passion for cooking. As a, uh, a little guy, a little man, you want to call it, watching my, my mother and my father cook, uh, it caught my attention and I became very curious. Uh, I love to eat. I love to see other people eat and smile and, enjoy the food that they eat. So um, I started my education by going to um, culinary arts school and just, you know, just to have it on paper to make it look good. But I started cooking way before then. <laughs> so tell me, what were some of the things that you enjoyed cooking as a child? Well, I enjoyed this one thing when my mama gave me the opportunity to uh, cook Thanksgiving dinner. It was big shoes that had to be filled. Before I started, she gave me my warning. Whatever I messed up, I had to repay for and start over again. So, mm. <laughs> so I was <laughs> I was very uh, attentive to what I done, the temperature and the mixtures that I used. 
to prepare the food. Listen, she put you on a big stage because you know oh, if you don't you don't get Thanksgiving right, not only is your immediate family gonna talk about you, but the whole <laughs> family gonna know you messed up. So hey, that yeah. that's a big stage. Yes, yes. It was one thing that I, I could not stand uh, that I had to endure through the court to cook and clean, and that was hog mouths and chili. Oh my goodness! Oh, I can't stand them. <laughs> I, I can't either. Mm, mm, mm. So tell me, what can people expect on the Lip Smacking Creations food medic menu? Um, first of all, I took two different cultures and combined them together. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that, two different cultures, you know, uh, uh, my wife is Korean and, and a Caucasian. So her side of the family, um, her background, her culture is like, uh, egg roll and me being American, you know, African American, I looked at it as something I wanted to look at something that everybody in America eats and enjoys. And that was a hot dog. No matter who you are, we got like 95% of the people eat hot dogs and love hot dogs. So we took a hot dog and dressed it up. We grilled it and we wrapped it in Kobe Jack cheese onions and uh i made up a special sauce like a cheese sauce with jalapenos in it and we placed it inside of a tortilla shell and laced it and rolled it and we called it the dip dog we called it a kitty cat dip dog and when i tell you well you know as far as the listeners when i tell you when you try this item i don't care who you are man or you're going to want to let your hair down, kick your shoes off, twinkle your toes, and smile <laughs> while taking bites. Yes. So uh, the kitty cat dip dog, that's the one thing that we are known for. That's what we are pushing. And um, I told my wife that I would uh, like to push it for like two years before I uh, expand with selling the recipe to a bigger, um, like Oscar Mayer or somebody. That way... Everybody around the world can enjoy these uh, items. So how do the kids enjoy it? Because I've seen on your Facebook post you're always at different schools talking to career days and the food medic is out there. So how do they like it? The kids, if you try to give them a, a, a regular hot dog, they, they don't want it. It's like a dinosaur. It's absolutely, you know, they, it's over with. A regular hot dog, once a kid don't have a dip dog or don't have a dip dog, don't try the hot dog in the bun. Move with them. <laughs> the kids are loving. They're crazy about it. Some kids have been calling it the cheese dog because it got so many different types of cheese and the sauces. And, and you got the best of both worlds. You got it grilled, and then you got it deep fried. Now, I got some listeners probably like, now what? But I I tried it. So it had, I think I had the beef hot dog, but you have a turkey one as well, right? Oh, yes, because I, I don't eat beef or pork anymore, but turkey, and I get the best. Ariel, I get the best because that's what I like the best, so I buy the best for my customers because I want them to be able to enjoy the best. Come on yes. now. Yes. I should have tried. I should have tried the turkey one. I had the beef. I enjoyed it. it um, I liked how crispy it was on the outside. Yes. And then all the different cheeses went well. Yes. And then um, what did I have? I think you gave me what sriracha. Yes. Ooh, that was <laughs> to dress good. it up. Oh yes, to dress it up. To dress it up. The best bomb tasting dress up is this sriracha. Okay. Uh, 
ranch and mustard. You got to have the ranch in the middle because you're doing the color coordinated. You got the red, the white, and then the yellow. On you top didn't of that Christmas. You done came in with color coordination? Yeah. Hey, you got it creative. You know what I'm saying? You know, when you see something and it catches your eye, it automatically makes you wonder and your mouth water. Mm. Right. So now, I got to ask. I got to ask. So, we got Lip Smacking Creations Food Medic. We got the Dippity Dog. But mm. and, I, and I know that you've been cooking since you were a child, mm. and your mama put you in charge of the biggest meal preparation yes. on the planet. So I, I get where the cooking comes from. Mm-hmm. But you have such a passion for not only cooking, but, you know, I, I met you back in February, and I've been following, you know, your page, and you spent a lot of time investing into the youth in Nashville. And yeah. so... Where does that come from? Well, um, I always kind of like gravitated to wanting to see other kids have the best. Um, before I got my life together, I, I was in the streets and what I would do was always, you know, do illegal activities, not stealing or killing anybody, but doing wrong to get money. And then I would do a big cookout for the kids. I wanted all the kids to eat, uh, enjoy popsicles, sodas in the neighborhood. So I would do this. So I had a passion always to, to, to help kids and do, you know, just show kids a good time. Um, I was on a journey, uh, Ariel, for, um, 14 and a half years. I was in federal prison. And in that time of doing my federal bid, um, I received some bad news close to the end of my bid. It was, um, in 2015. Um, I had, uh, got called to the, to the chapel office and I received the news that my baby brother had been killed. Mm. And that almost killed me. And in the midst of trying to heal from that, I asked God, give me something. Give me something that I could, you know, give back to, to, to save kids from leaving their older brother, older sister, their mother, their father, their family, period, from leaving the earth. And so, you know, in that time, it was like, pour yourself. Pour yourself into them. Pour yourself. Show them that you have a heart to listen to guide and teach and show them, you know what I'm saying, that you are always there for them. So that's where my passion, you know, uh, we done the career day um, last month, and I was so hurt from the fact that here it is, career day at an elementary, and the people who who supposed to have these big entrepreneurial careers didn't show up. Hmm. It was two officers, two Metro officers that showed up, myself and Mr. Key. We showed up. But when we showed up, we showed out. Do you understand me? We showed out. The kids were so happy because we we was raffling our footballs, basketballs, bicycle hammers, bicycles. We was giving out candy. We was asking questions. They was coming to bow up. 
the food truck looking, and they was amazed. And I and I had told the kids, listen, this was my dream. Now I'm living it out in my reality. You know what I mean? So I told them, you know, hey, I'm one on the sideline that's willing to listen and direct you. So my passion uh, for the kids has always been that, but it was turned up a hundred times higher when my baby brother was called um, to the other side. And, you know, I'm sorry for your loss. I know that, you know, it happened four years ago, but there's another day that doesn't go by where you don't think about a loved one that you lose. Right. Um, Because I lost my aunt in 2018 last year to breast cancer. And so a lot of things that I've done, I've always been pushing myself to be the best that I could be, but it kind of kicked into overdrive after she passed because I was like, you know what, I can't let everything she put in me Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So mm. on on that on that sense, you know, I kinda feel where you're coming from. Because yeah. it's, it's like all the things that you wanna do, you kinda kick it up a notch because you like, I got somebody that has always watched me, but I know that they really watching me now and I can't mm-hmm. disappoint them. Mm-hmm. I just I just enjoyed this past weekend his son came down from Milwaukee and um I just enjoyed the weekend of fun with him. You know, just pouring into him. I'm steady pouring, and not only into my immediate family and 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 nieces and nephews and cousins, but other people, other people, it, it, the community, the village. You know, I, I'm there, and uh, that's my passion. And uh, one thing that I left out that if I visit a school for career day or whatever, this is what I do to give back to the kids and I tell the kids hey if anytime you see lip smacking creation food medical if you're riding with your mother your father your auntie your big brother or big sister cousin or whoever if you get them to stop I owe you a meal free on me mm. that 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 uh, comes with a drink of their choice um the fries and whatever main course, if it be dip dough, if it be uh, my big pet chicken tenders. Um, also, if it be, I have an item on here that's named after my baby brother, and it's called the Cardo Grilled Smoked Chicken Wrap. Oh, yes, yes. I'm, I'm sorry you didn't get to try that, but next time I will make sure you have the best one. Thank and you. What that, and, and and what that comes with is uh, grilled smoked chicken, mozzarella cheese, raw spinach, and caramelized purple onions, closed up with a sauce ooh, that'll bring tears to your eyes, deep fried. I'm already crying now because I ain't ate dinner yet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, so when I when people come to the uh, food truck, and they asked about the Carter rep, and I let him know that's in honor of my baby brother. He's no longer here, but he's here always in my heart, but he has uh, made that transition to the other side. And when people try that, man, they fall in love with it. They fall in love with Ricardo, and they ain't even miss Ricardo, <laughs> but just because um, that's an honor and dedication to him and keeping his name alive. He was a good young man. And it's beautiful that you're keeping 
his memory alive in this way, yeah. you know. And I gotta ask, so when you go to Career Day, mm-hmm. were there any students that decided that they wanted to be a food truck owner or they wanted to be a chef? <laughs> was there any? <laughs> Have you looked at my page, all the kids? They, I could not leave because they wanted... Well, how do you cook this? Well, what type of what type of fry do you do? I need to get uh, what type of um, freezer do I need to have? You know, so it was it was. Uh, I know over thirty kids asked them, and it also turned on the other, the light of the other ones. You know, that, hey, I can come up with food, different um, types of food creations. And make a living off of. I want to see more and more children come up and ask, how did they start a food truck? Or how did they become an entrepreneur? Or how did they become a chef? Because what's so powerful is the representation that comes with being a black entrepreneur. And yeah. so, you know, you're, and it's not just for black children, not just for brown children, but children from all different races of ethnicities. When they see, oh, you can be an entrepreneur from all these different backgrounds to see that representation. There's something in their mind that it kind of like sparks something. So yeah, you're like, yeah. wow. Yes, that's so true. Um, and the, the, the thing that really um, I have a passion for and that I'm moving in that direction to try to do a and I'm talking about when I say try, try is really out the window. I'm going to do it. Um, it's just a lot of paperwork that I have to do. I'm seeking that when the summertime comes that I can rotate children. For one week, I have one child. Another week, I have another child on the truck, learning how to operate the truck, cook, and serve the individuals, the customers. So now I'm teaching them <laughs> my career. You see what I'm saying? My business, my livelihood. And if they are very interested, then they'll gravitate towards it more and more. And they will start thinking in their mind of an idea how to create a food truck or a food trailer something in this uh, format. It wasn't until maybe a few weeks ago when I started getting messages from different people saying, hey, you know, we're doing a food truck themed event at our school. Or um, I even saw uh, someone on my page who mentors principals. He actually uh, had the students do an exercise where they built their own uh, food trucks out of boxes and cardboard, and they were designing like how it would look and the menus and things. That there's starting to be a push for a bigger variety of what yes. careers could look like, and that's what I'm excited for. Yes, 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 yes. Because listen, doctors are great, lawyers are great, psychologists are great. You know, judges are great. All these other people, house builders, electricians, um, HVAC people, mechanics, all of those are great. But what about the greatest of them all that has to feed these individuals? (laughs) 
Can you feel me? What about the individual that, that fuels these other individuals with the career? Like the food truck, the chef, the ones who's creating these dishes for them to eat, to keep their minds going, you know, to do the job that they are doing in their career. And it's, 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 um, kind of ironic that you said about the schools. Um, I had, um, Mr. Um, Campbell, the president, uh, the principal for Republic High School, uh, it's a private school. Yeah. Uh, he reached out to me. He reached out to me and I will be there this coming Friday to surprise the seniors with lip smacking creation, food medic, and in honor of just being able to be invited out. Um, I have dropped my prices and also I'm willing to give um, the French fries, and it may sound small, but when you're uh, trying to uh, make a living off of what you're doing, every little bit counts. So I, I'm donating uh, 200 uh, fries. Each one of you know, each one of the students is 200 students. Each student comes and get an order of fries free on you. You deduct three dollars off of automatic whatever I make. So I'm I'm. I'm forfeiting it. I'm paying that forward, you know, and I'm just, it's just in my heart to give. So how can you enjoy a blessing unless you give it away? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, give it away. And, you know, a lot of, I think they underestimate or maybe they just don't realize what goes into being a business. And not, not only just running the business, but when that business is your only source of income. Yes. Not yes. just every dollar count, every mm. penny count. <laughs> so whatever you give, it is a big thing. Like whatever you give, whatever you are investing, that's a big thing because that's, you know, another dollar that's not coming. You said something that struck me. It's like, how can you enjoy a blessing unless you give it away? And that's what really struck me about um, particularly the black food truck industry is that I've met so many different people, and I'm sure there's many other um, like races and groups that do this as well. But what really struck me is that so many of the black food truck owners that I encountered, it was more to them than this is something that I, I, I like to cook and I'm going to make money off of it. Yes, they're passionate about cooking. Yes, of course, they want to you know, make a living to support themselves and their families. But there's also this thing of I'm doing this for this group of people. I'm doing this because, yes. you know, I had a son that passed away tragically or I lost my brother or I want the kids to see something different in my neighborhood or I'm doing this for my children or, you know, I'm doing this for uh, teen sucks, spirits, and homelessness. I'm doing this where I'm feeding those who are experiencing homelessness on the weekends. Like there's a, a, a church in Atlanta um, it's uh, Elizabeth Baptist Church, I believe. They got a food truck called A Taste of Grace. And every Saturday, mm. every Saturday, I, I, I've been to the food truck before, and I actually followed them one Saturday morning when I was in Atlanta uh, to uh, the Donna Center for Women and Children. They pulled up early in the morning, and they just had carts just going out into uh, the shelter, feeding the women and the children. And then they said uh, the men at another location that same morning, they do it every Saturday. 
it's hearing stories like that and being on site to experience those moments that really got me invested in saying, hey, somebody needs to hear these stories. Like, it's not, when you see these food trucks rolling around, it's not just the food. It's so much that the food allows these food truck owners to do. It's so much change they get to do just by, you know, selling these plates that we often don't think about when we just see a food truck rolling down the street or parked on a corner somewhere or at the park or what have you. It's it's another thing with with the food truck. Uh, it's like here in Nashville, if you're not like um, in the food truck association, you are looked down upon. But I refuse to be part of a, a cult or a clique. No, 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 no. I refuse. Um, I was told that my prices were too low, that they needed to be high. But everybody, we are dealing with affordable living right now. Everybody don't have a place to live. So why not have affordable food prices and delicious food? Do you feel me? I can't be a part or I'm looked down upon, lip-smacking creation food media is looked down upon by so-called the Food Truck Association because my prices are too low. I am at peace with my prices. And the people who come to my truck are satisfied with the food the quality and quality of food that they get at the price that I set. They walk away happy. They ain't got to be struggling to pay a bill because they don't spend all this money for the kids at my trial. You see? So guess what? Again, I'm enjoying my blessing and I'm giving away. God made it possible for me to get this truck. You know what I mean? It's part of my ministry. It's part of my healing. You know, it's my it's my way of giving back, trying to mend uh, a lot of my wrongs, even though I have prayed and asked for forgiveness through the Creator God. You know what I mean? So, hey. And again, I'm at peace with it all. The big key is whatever you do at the end of the day, can you look at your life and say, I'm at peace with it? Yes. Mm, mm, mm. Ooh, watch out. You don't got me happy up in here. So Bring the it last on. question I have for you, Patrick. Okay. If there was somebody that may have been where you've been, mm-hmm. and they're thinking about how to turn their life around, and thinking about, you know, oh, I can't go here, I can't go there, and they have an idea for starting their own business, they want to be their own boss, but they're not sure if they could do it. What would you tell them? What would I tell them? First of all, I opposed the question on Facebook. And this is going right along with you. And it's, 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 <laughs> it's unique. It's awesome how it works. I opposed the question. If you could extend your life time longer by doing one thing, what would it be that you are willing to do to extend your life? And I asked myself that question 
when I was on that valley experience. And the answer that I got for self, and it may be a lot of other people's too, my answer was, if I could change my way of thinking, then I know my life would be extended far beyond a little longer. If I stop thinking selfish and start thinking about others, then the grace would carry me on through. I would be stress-free. I would be more happy, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and be willing to show others love. So for an individual who wants to change their life, then ask yourself, what are you willing to give up, you know what I'm saying, for the ultimate change? If that's the way that you have been thinking of doing things only for yourself and being selfish, give it up. Offer that up to God as a sacrifice. Give it up and ask him to elevate you, give you the strength to go forward. I had to do that. I had to do that. And once you do that, then guess what? The individuals that you need to help you in pursuing that dream, starting that food truck or that food trailer or that grill, smoke grill that you want to pull will come to you. They will see the gloss in you, in your eyes, and be willing to help you and direct you. This truck that I have, when I got released from federal prison in uh, 2016, July the 26th, 2016, I had to go to the federal halfway house. I went to federal prison. They didn't have smartphones. So I, I ended up getting a smartphone, and I heard about um, Cliff. So a weekend passed, and I said, Man, Craigslist, Craigslist. I didn't never know what it was. So I went to sleep and I woke up and it was like God was telling me, go on Craigslist. I went on Craigslist. I seen a red ambulance. Just, just read. Nothing else. Just read. And the price tag was 45000 for this vehicle. I called. I met the woman. I didn't have that money. Do you hear me? I didn't have 45000 I met the woman. We... And she was like she was supposed to meet somebody else, but God led her to meet me. So I was like, man, Lord, you know I want that truck. Let me tell you this. Two months passed. I called the woman. She had the truck. She had the truck. And you know what this woman told me? She said, you know, you're supposed to have that truck. She said, and I'm asking 45. She said, but because it's you, something is telling me to sell this truck to you for 25000 what I got. You hear me? Mm. I have the truck. I, I, and I put, and I was able to get the truck, buy the truck, and put everything I need inside the truck. Lip smacking creation. Boom, it was birth. If I answer your question and all of that, hey, let that prayer petition be made known. Believe. Ask them to supply all that you need. Strength, power vision and lead you to the right individual. Well, look, I'm out of time, but I'm definitely not out of material. If you want to connect with Patrick Lanier and Lip Smacking Creations Food Medic for school events, food truck festivals, 
special events, donations, or any other form of support, you can email Patrick at Patrick Lanier, that's L-A-N-I-E-R 29 at gmail.com. You can also follow the food truck on its Facebook and Instagram pages. Once again, thank you for kicking it with me for another episode of the Food Truck Scholar Podcast. If you are a food truck owner that would like to be a guest or a listener that has suggestions for a food truck I should try, email me at Ariel, that's A-R-I-E-L, at thefoodtruckscholar.com. And make sure you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as The Food Truck Scholar to stay up to date on the latest in the food truck world. I'm your host, Ariel D. Smith, signing off and reminding you to eat local, buy local, and support your local food truck owners. I'll see you next week.